Well, good morning, guys. Welcome to The Drive. Uh, it is January 8th at 7.50 a.m. And I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I am... <coughs> excuse me, Saturday and Monday. My day's off usually. So I'm driving to the gym. And it just started raining a little bit. It's supposed to have a major storm uh, later today. Um, so when I get back, I'll have to... Get the backyard ready, make sure nothing flies away. The winds are supposed to be pretty high, but normal occurrence here for the deep south. <clears throat> Hope you guys had a good weekend. I am better. I went to church on Sunday, taught the word, was able to worship. I've been sleeping through the night, and so I have this lingering cough, but this is just how it is. Most of the people I know have gotten this sickness, kind of like a sore throat, cough, stuffy nose, mucus infested thing that it's just keeps spitting stuff up and all that. And that's fine. Now I just have a dry cough that's remaining. Uh, but, uh, sleeping through the night, getting more rest, feel so much better. So I'm blessed about that. It's just this lingering cough I heard last for a while. Uh, just deal with it. Right. But praise the Lord. He gave me another day. He gave you another day if you're listening. And for that, we can definitely be grateful. Um, You know, as as we're talking about, really we're talking about the life of Jesus. I didn't really know what this podcast would be about when I started. Other than, well, tis the season. So we're going to talk about the birth of Christ. And we just kind of continued on from there. Um, You know, last couple episodes ago in season 45 here... Uh, We spoke about when Jesus was led by the Spirit to be tempted in the desert, the enemy. He obviously resisted, was ministered to by angels. And then um, we talked about the purpose for which he came, which he stated in the Gospel of Mark. And one of the things I was looking at, you know, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, the first, really the first words that Jesus sort of portrayed uh, or said to the multitude. I love the first words he said. Very simple. Sounded like John the Baptist, right? John the Baptist prepared the way for the Messiah. The Messiah came on the scene and said the same thing that John was saying. And this word in many circles, many groups, many sects are, is a bad word. It's like a word that don't say that word. And this other group, you know, we don't want to offend anyone. So, Let's not say these words. Now, first of all, before I even say the word, the Bible is offensive by design because oftentimes the truth hurts. You understand? So we hear the truth. It could be offended, offensive. It could be convicting. Usually it is. <clears throat> it could be a rebuke. But that's how the Lord speaks. It's one of the ways in which the Lord speaks to us clearly, right? <clears throat> and so here's what Jesus says. Excuse me. He says, for that time, after he uh, exited the desert, sinless, resistant temptation, he said, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, turn from your evil ways, your wicked ways, your worldly ways, because time is short. Repent. Change of mind, change of heart, change of perspective. Turning away from sin, turning towards God. Leaving those things behind that once ensnared you. 
repentance is necessary. I, I think so. So many people, so many times, so many churches are so grace-based, which it should be, because by grace we're saved through faith. But they're so grace-based, hyperly, overly, that they, I don't need to repent. I'm good. Like, he'll forgive me, right? So I don't even need to repent. Like, he's, his grace is sufficient. I might sin tomorrow, whatever. Like, being flippant about it, not repenting, not going, I'm sorry, Lord, for sinning against you, I think that's unhealthy. First words Jesus said to the multitudes, repent for the kingdom of heaven. Repent. And I, and I love that word. It's not a bad word. It's a good word because what it leads to is forgiveness. The absorption of sin. It leads to the Lord forgiving you for going against him. And I think sometimes we downplay the severity of the fact that we sinned against God. We may sin against another and we get in an argument with them or we feel bad or we feel shame because what we did, you know, that we shouldn't have in relation to them. But ultimately and firstly, we sinned against God because we went against what his will and his ways are. <clears throat> so we have to be careful. We have to make sure, you know, a sign of spiritual maturity, I always say this, and I say this to myself too, is being quick to repent. Back up from that, and before repentance, we need to be quick to recognize we sinned against God. Instead of attempting to justify, justify things that we did against God. Come clean with the Lord, you know. And sometimes that's hard to do because one of the three word phrases that humans have a difficult time saying is, I was wrong. Think about in marriage. Think about your spouse. Think about you. If you're married, every time you get in an argument, do you, are you quick to say, oh, I was wrong? Probably not. You hold out because you want the other person to say, I was wrong. You want the other person to say, oh, I made a mistake. You know, that's just pride, but but really, when it comes to sinning against the Lord, we have to be quick to and make and normalize saying, I was wrong. Lord, I'm sorry. It's another hard phrase to say. I'm sorry. I was wrong. You were right. Because <laughs> our pride prevents us from wanting to ever say those things. But it shouldn't be so. Humility says, I'm sorry. Humility says, I was wrong. Humility says, you were right. And when it comes to the context of the, our relationship with the Lord, I mean, he's always right. And if something is out of whack, we're always wrong. That's just a fact, you know. <clears throat> and so repent. Be quick to Repent. And I would say repent often. Not to the point of you you have no time for anything else. You have no time to praise the Lord. You have no time to seek the Lord because you're constantly just in a state of repentance. There's also sects and groups that just stand around and they condemn themselves. They beat themselves up. They chastise themselves. And that's a constant thing. So much so that they don't witness for the Lord or glorify God or, or do His work because they're too busy beating themselves up, if you will. That's unhealthy too. 
But I would say recognize and repent in that order. Recognize where you are off or you are wrong and then repent. Because what comes after that is forgiveness, is restoration, is freedom. You don't feel guilty, shame. You don't feel bound by those things that you did that were against him. And so I I believe, I really do believe that's a divine order. And I think Jesus put a priority on it by firstly saying to to the crowds, repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amazing. Well, God bless you guys. Hey, I hope you have an amazing Monday. Praying for you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.